Macabrapedia deals with dark subject matter and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Go ye not by Galloway. Come bide a while, my friend. I'll tell ye the dangers there. Beware of Sonny Bean. There's nobody kens that he bides there, for his face is seldom seen. But tad his eyes is tay to meet your fate at the hands of Sonny Bean. For Sonny, he has taken a wife, and he's hungry bairns to wean. And he's raised them up on the flesh of men in the cave of Sonny Bean. And Sonny has been well endowed with daughters young and lean, and they have taken their father's seat in the cave of Sonny Bean. And Sonny's sons are young and strong, and their blades are sharp and keen, to spill the blood of travelers what meet with Sonny Bean. So if you ride from there to here, be ye wary in between, lest they catch your horse and spill your blood in the cave of Sonny Bean. They'll hang ye up and cut your throat, and they'll pick your carcass clean, and they'll yeze your banes to quiet the weans in the cave of Sonny Bean. But fear ye not, her captain rides on an errand of the queen, and he carries the writ of fire and sword for the head of Sonny Bean. They've hung them high in Edinburgh town, and likewise their kin, and the wind blows cold on their bones, and to hell they have gone. Join us now as we add another entry into this, our Macabrepedia. Welcome to Macabrepedia, a marriage of true crime and the truly bizarre. We are your hosts, Matthew and Marissa, and today we will be talking about Sawny Beans. <laughs> yes, we will. We were talking about Sawny Bean. Um there is a little bit of dispute about whether he was real or not, but we're going to get into that after I tell the story. As long as it's uh, macabre and uh, dark and, yeah. It certainly is. We meet those criteria. So Alexander Bean was known as Sonny Bean to most. Uh, he was born in East Lothian, which is a few miles east of Edinburgh. He, his father was a ditch digger, uh, but he was not really interested in following his father into his family business. He was kind of lazy. So he actually left their parents' house, his parents' house, and he met a woman, and her name was Black Agnes Douglas, and he ran away. So she became Black Bean? Oh. <laughs> she kind of did, didn't she? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me the story of Black Beans. <laughs> so uh, she was she was not very upstanding either. I mean, they kind of got along really well because of that, but they, they ended up getting married and they left. Uh, it was the start of something. I won't say nice, but it was the start of something. Because you want to save it for beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to, based on that that opening. It turns into a beautiful, beautiful relationship in a cave. It does end up in a cave. I mean, I guess you could see it as a beautiful relationship in some regards. Uh, that is the, that's the lyrics to a song. It's uh, quite nice, actually. But uh, anyway, is that like a? Um, that doesn't sound. That, I mean, I, I know that you were taking some artistic liberties with it, but it didn't sound like it was a, a contemporary song. No, uh, please forgive me for that because I, I, my Irish accent is atrocious, so I did not even attempt it. Yeah, we already had we already had uh, an Irish listener, I guess, who had corrected <laughs> our, our butchering yes. of uh, of uh, uh, Mad Betty the. Uh, 
the Hang Woman of Ireland. They were they they corrected the spelling, which I I don't know if that was supposed to make it easier to say because no way, yeah. no way. So uh, we we would like to take a moment to apologize <laughs> for every name of 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 a location or person that ever comes out of our lips yes, here. Yes, that we comes, have done or will do. Yeah, the, we we will we will butcher it worse than most of the people who die in these these episodes. Oh. Hey, tying it back. Go ahead. So, yeah, anyway, we'll get back to the story. Um they did actually end up having a baby. It, they, you know, got married and because of this baby, he Sonny Bean felt like he had to start providing for his family. That's what typically happens. So, he took up his job, which was being a highwayman in Galloway. And as you probably know, being a highwayman is not really a job. It's I was like, going to say, that doesn't sound like he, oh, he, so he went into the profession of, of being a uh, licensed highwayman. Yes, which killing is not and robbing so, people yeah, on the that, road. I didn't think that that was like the uh, public transportation no, no. He, of he, Scotland at He that straight time. up just murdered people for their stuff, particularly travelers. So they settled down, um, nearby but settling down in a cottage just it wasn't for them right so instead they took up residence in a cave on the shore in galloway and they actually lived there for the next 25 years so they were there for a while they never went into town and they didn't talk to anyone or keep in contact with a single soul outside of themselves so they never spoke to their family or their friends they just were on their own he's a professional criminal i mean yeah all right yeah I'm sure that I'm sure that's part of it. But basically, the point is that they ended up being very isolated. They were just a unit. Nothing else was ever there. So they would get their goods and food and stuff by robbing people and killing them, usually travelers on the road. In fact, uh, Sonny Bean and his family made it a point to never leave anyone alive, which meant that there were never witnesses who could point authorities back to the cave and the family that were living there. And not only were there no living witnesses, but the family would bring back the carcasses of those that they killed to the cave where they would cut it up, pickle the limbs in barrels, and eat them. Well, I mean, don't let anything go to waste, right? I mean, yeah. so really, he's really just a, he's just a hunter. A hunter of people. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. I suppose that's the ultimate game. Ha ha ha. Sure. I don't know. I guess. So sometimes they would kill so many people that they would have too much to eat. This was pretty much their only substance. Uh, If that would happen, though, they would throw parts of the bodies back out into the sea. And these parts would wash back into nearby places on the beaches, especially after a storm. So it became kind of part of the area where sometimes after a storm there would be body parts, human body parts washed up on the beaches. So you can imagine many people are going missing nearby, including friends and family of those who are living in the nearby towns. So people people know this is happening. Well, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that they would have too many, too many deaths or too, too much to eat. I mean, you can only pickle so much. And we, from our cannibalism episode, we know that you can live like, what was it? 10 days a person can live like 10 days off of eating another person. He's only feeding, what, a family of three at this point? Well, it gets much bigger. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Yeah, people and people would find these carcasses in, you know, body parts, limbs, in various states of decay, uh, washed up on the beaches. It became part of the local legend. Even if you did not find the body yourself, uh, you would hear about it, of course. It's the type of thing that people gossip about. Everybody's going to know about this. And the people who live nearby... They were becoming very alarmed. I mean, you would, right? So 
yeah, people are going missing and then some people go down to the shore to pick up seashells and they're like oh i found a hand exactly I'm a human sometimes they would send people out to near where these disappearances were occurring they were trying to find out what was happening, get to the bottom of it. But most never returned, and those who did never actually found anything. So they did not end up encountering what it was, or they just didn't come back. Nobody really knew at this point. But people who want a scapegoat, they will find one. It's what happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they found several. So they found Frenchie number three. <laughs> Call back to a late, uh, earlier episode. That, that's that's pretty much my shtick here is to, to make movie references and callbacks to other other podcast yeah. episodes. If you want to catch the joke, you have to go back. you have to go back. It's like a scavenger hunt included. Some travelers who came through there were brought in on suspicion and then hanged. There were also some innkeepers who were hanged because some of the missing people had slept in their inns before they went missing and therefore they were implicated. All of those who were executed, though, they maintained their evident their innocence until the very end. Well, that's the weirdest thing. I mean, like, I mean, to, to be like, oh, well, all of these people were out of towners, and so they all stayed at these inns. So it must be the innkeeper. And it's like, no, maybe somebody's targeting out of towners. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be the 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 one place that they stay. Well, whatever. Well, they didn't know. You know. They're just, they just yeah, they didn't really know because nobody stressing. goes for evidence. They just go and kill people. They're yeah. like, yeah, good enough. And then somebody else, they, more body parts show up and more missing people. And then they're like, oh, man, guess it wasn't that guy. Exactly. And because of this, there was you know a lot of stressed innkeepers. And some of them abandoned their businesses after this and they moved elsewhere. They didn't want to be accused. So they just kind of abandoned the ends. It made it harder for travelers who were coming through the area. Sometimes they would camp out. Not good. Made it worse. And some people actually nearby, they speculated that a pack of wolves were living nearby and they were responsible. It's but always this, the wolves. Yeah, but this didn't make sense because... No kidding. It didn't make sense yeah. when they were killing all the wolves in France either. Yeah. And they didn't find the wolves. They didn't find body parts. It was just washed up on shore. That's not going to be a pack of wolves doing that, right? They're not going to yeah, get like, rid of the bodies in the sh- in the ocean. Yeah, they go and they just they they dig a hole to leave their bones. But yeah. it's, it's just it's always at low tide. No, no, no. <laughs> so at the and we you you mentioned they only had like three people to provide for. It's not the case. So in this time they were there, the Bean Clan grew considerably. The Bean Clan. The Bean Clan. <laughs> the Clan of Beans. Yes. So Sawney and Black Bean. And then, then they had Pinto and Kidney. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if they had a kidney bean, right? Get it? Because they're eating people? I get it. Kidney? Mm. So in the 25 years that they lived there in the cave, Sonny and Agnes Black Bean, they had 14 children, Ooh. but then 32 grandchildren. And all of Ooh. these. Right. Notice, remember how I said they didn't have contact with the outside world? Yeah. So living in this cave together, all of these grandchildren were born from inbreeding. Allegedly, though, because, I mean, maybe what they do is they take, it's like the Amazonians, right? They like You think they, they take the travelers they back take to the, the cave, travelers to steal their seed? Yeah, they, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's it. Took the joke right off my lips. They all helped out in this family business. They, you know, they were born into this. They were raised into this. This was their culture. So they helped out when they could. They were also very careful, though, with what they were doing. They would not attack if a traveling party was too big. They'd only do it if they could be assured of success. So they would uh, t- 
take the bodies and they would clean up the evidence. And they made it impossible, basically, to know what had happened by the time the next traveler came through because they took the stuff and they left and they cleaned up the evidence. None the wiser when you came through the next day. All I can picture is that X-Files episode with the the family. Like Where the, they rolled the mom out from under yeah, the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever episode that is. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to even say look it up because don't. That was I, so I, I've seen it one time when I was like nine. It like, makes an impression. Ooh, boy, the hills yes. have eyes. They ain't got limbs. Interestingly, I actually heard that that episode was inspired by something Charlie Chaplin wrote in his autobiography. Wow. I mean, Charlie already gets a bad enough rap in some circles. Yes. I know. That, oh. So in this way, it's actually estimated that Sonny Bean and his clan of cannibals killed a thousand men, women and children. That's a lot of people. And most of these people were traveling through the area or they were just unlucky enough to be walking nearby. It's a lot of people. But 25 people in the cave, you have to provide for them. They eat a lot, right? I guess. I mean. I mean, that's what they did. They took the bodies back to the cave and they lived off of the flesh. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I I know that. I'm just, it hurts the kill count when you have to divide it, though, amongst 25 to 30 people. Instead of being like one of the most prolific killers of all time, it's like, well, my kids help. And on that note, let's see what we can dig up from our sponsors. I don't want to dig around this cave at all. Sponsors or not. We would like to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. I personally haven't had as much experience with it as I would like to, but I hear good things. Today's sponsor is sleep. Oh man, sleep is great, huh? So I, I assume that everyone was like, oh yeah, I love sleep. Oh yeah, I love sleep. Thank you. Sleep, the cousin of death bringing you all sorts of inspiration, fears, anxieties, and perchance a dream. There's the rub. So thank you so much to Sleep for sponsoring today's episode. Hey Sleep, see you tonight. As always, uh, check the affiliate links below. Uh, The main one that we have been uh, pumping out since one of our early episodes is the pod uh, podcasting host that we use at Buzzsprout. If you use the affiliate link below, it helps out the podcast and gets you a $20 Amazon gift card when you utilize that link as well as sign up for one of the paid memberships. Buzzsprout is a very helpful and kind of fun uh, tool to use uh, in in podcasting. Uh, I do think it is pretty cool to be able to kind of see the growth over time and kind of see what episodes hit better than others and, and kind of get feedback that way, since we don't always get a lot of uh, interaction with our our fans. I don't, that, that sounds really That's a little pretentious. It sounds super pretentious. <laughs> we have had a little bit of uh, interaction though, and it is very appreciated. Yeah, Thank it's you. super fun. And, and it's, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to be so assuming as to call, call people fans, <laughs> but uh, listeners, uh, those who have given us some, some level of feedback, we, we do appreciate that as always. But anyways, as far as Buzzsprout goes, uh, it is inexpensive for what you get absolutely with the the uh the paid subscriptions uh with the um use of magic mastering which takes out a, a good bit of the fine tuning of the sound hopefully you guys enjoy the sound uh, a lot of that is due to to magic mastering which is uh one of the products that you can get through buzzsprout affiliates uh sponsorships 
it, it, it is it is it is a great tool and you can join the huge number of people who already uh, utilize that as well as um, Macabrepedia. Yeah, and it's really handy to be able to see it as your podcast grows in numbers. I also think that we should do something with this spot more so than what we're just doing now. Like what? Well, I mean, Macabrepedia is a marriage of true crime and the truly bizarre, and I feel like mm-hmm. maybe we need to dig into some truly bizarre stuff. I mean, I guess we can do that. What you thinking? I don't know. Um, interesting facts. Like, um, I don't know, Guinness Records, like uh, Henry Coffer be, having a ball of hair that he's collected over the years that weighs over 167 pounds. Is it all of his hair? See, that's something we could really put in here. I'm not going to dig into it now. You're putting me on the spot. But until we actually come up with that, uh, we will just, I guess, we'll just have to make do with uh, the true crimes portion of this. And we'll go back to the beans. So 25 years is a long time for them to be there, but it's not forever. And it really seems like this clan could have and would have just kept going as long as they could. I mean, they were clearly breeding, living in this little cave. This was their world. They would have just kept doing it as long as they could. But one day, a husband and his wife had gone to a traveling fair nearby. They were both riding home on the same horse. Uh, It was just them alone. Nobody else was around them. They were the perfect target for the Bean Clan. And when they saw them, they attacked. Uh, A man attacked first. He jumped out from the bushes off onto the road. And the husband actually had a pistol on him and he fired at the guy. But he hit the wild man, but did not like take him down. So he was still coming over. And then these other guys came out of the bushes and they jumped him. More men kept jumping out. They surrounded the couple on their horse and somebody actually pulled the wife off of the back of the horse and they slit her throat. I mean, you got to think that, that just describing it as men jumping out of the woods or the bushes or whatever is on either side of this, this road that they're traveling down. They've been in this cave pumping out kids for so long. Like the, the, that, that, that you have to think about the, also the description as a wild man. Like these are cave dwelling people that have spent most of their lives being just taught whatever their crazy yeah. ass parents have decided I mean, to teach can you them. imagine if you have no outside influence just yeah, what kind world of people view, would these be your worldview is totally very fucked. skewed yeah. yeah oh man well, that's why they're attacking people on horses you well know? i mean people with education still attack people on horses but you gotta think if you're living in a Living in a cave somewhere with your with they sometimes your, eat them. your family. Yeah, I'm saying like the worldview of these people would be just nuts. Like, yeah, completely unlike we can relate to, I'm sure. You know, how come we always see all most of these stories? We might do one later where like if you're raised by wolves, you come, you know, you, you're, you're kind of, you can be brought back and you're an OK person all in all. Like Howie Mandel and Walk Like a Man, which was. Yeah. That's it. That's the movie reference for the for this episode because <laughs> that is a classic. Mm, that one I have not seen. It, Howie, if you're listening, love your work, my dude. Like I'm that, sure Howie's that, not listening. That was my that was my jam. But anyways, being raised by wolves as a wild child, which there are a number of those that have that right, have been yeah, it's reported. Happened. Right? They always they not necessarily by wolves, but. Raised, oh, raised in the wild there. by by the survived in the wild until somebody found him. Whatever. They they seem to end up like mildly adjusted, 
But like, can you imagine like people who chose to go be criminal criminals in the woods, the kind of curriculum that your schooling would have through their there eyes? There would not be just any. filtered. Oh God. Well, the only people I who mean, chose it, it would be just the you know Sawney and his in Black Agnes. Right. That's and it. What, yeah. And they, oh man, there's there's so many other depths to this story that would be interesting to to delve into. That I mean, being that this this is also possibly just a legend. Yeah. Or at least blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say for sure, but yeah. But let's just, if they were real, like psychologically, just no. There's no coming back from this. Oh yeah. Period. No. Like absolutely not. Any one part of of this story would make it so that these people would be messed up for life. And absolutely. If you put if you mix it all together into twenty five bean casserole that it is, like you're going to have a pretty messed up family for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So they they these messed up people really they they attacked these people this couple they pulled the wife off the back of the horse as i said they slit her throat so she's dead the man was then also pulled off of his horse by the group and he saw his wife get her throat slit he saw this happen so he was preparing to die also he saw his wife killed he knew his time was coming as luck would have it because there had been many people at the fair more people were leaving and going home so right when this was happening somewhere between 20 and 30 people came into view along the road all seeing this attack unfold. Nice. Yes. To say they were stunned was surely an understatement. So when they came across this, they saw that the dead woman's clothes were ripped off and she was being disemboweled. The attackers were tearing at her flesh and her intestines and they were eating it and sucking at her blood. And they hadn't even killed the other dude yet? No, not yet. Ooh. They were just, it was kind of, the way I read this, the way I read, exactly, that's the way I read it. It's very animalistic. They were just attacking and eating what they could right and other people were taking care of him that's just like they're attacking in a pack yeah yeah take your kill and i guess you just you know eat what you go with it yeah Yeah. the crowd began to shout as they watched this and the attackers noticed this and then they started to flee the woman's body was dragged away and then she was found toward the coast and in preparation for butchery it looked like they had started to take her bowels out and they had done all this but they had dropped it as they fled so this is her body toward the beach they're trying to butcher her on the run like tear her apart while they're running away they were disemboweling her and eating her i mean they were doing what they could in the moment i'm sure it wasn't like that dire but they were working on her for sure and at this point the husband and the horse were actually still alive and as it turned out they were the first creatures to survive an attack by the bean clan in 25 years The news of this witnessed attack actually reached the king, King James at the time, and he himself traveled to Galloway with a host of 400 men and many bloodhounds to try to find these cannibals. You just heard a a story that, like, there's a bunch of wild cannibals running around disemboweling people on the road. Like, that's not just, like, your your local, like, there was a murder. All right. It's a big deal. Yeah. This is like, wait, hold on. What happened? And people have been disappearing for 20, over 20 years, right, from this area. Like, oh, man, I totally thought we had him when we hung that last innkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) They thought, but they were wrong. And the husband who had been attacked was the man leading them to where it had occurred. So he was there to show them where it had happened and where his wife's body had been dropped. So it was this way. And his majesty and the bloodhounds actually went. And, of course, all these guys. His majesty? Not just the king and the bloodhounds. Where's the reverence suddenly coming from King James? His majesty. Oh, my God. Okay, so the king. (laughs) Goodness. The king, his guys, and these bloodhounds. His guys? You're not the the, the lords and knights around him. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. 
Him and his soldiers and the bloodhounds, they got to work. They went from the scene of the attack, following the direction where the woman's body had been dragged, which, again, as I said, toward the beach. They had been seen fleeing that way as well. So this led them to the beach surrounded by tall cliffs that could provide hiding places. People had actually passed this cave where the beans had lived. Like many times, people actually were aware of the area pretty good. It wasn't so far away from settlement that nobody ever passed it. But the cave... Yeah, no shit. They would starve to death. Right, but... The actual cave, though, not nearby. But the cave went back into the rock almost a mile. It was not a big entrance either. It was not super apparent from the coast. And when the tide came in, the floor of it would flood pretty bad. So it, it was really dark within the cave, too. You couldn't see anything once you got not that far back into it. Just, you know, you couldn't see your hand in front of you. We've yeah. been to some caves where they, you know, they'll shut the lights off for a second just to show you. And it's like... True darkness. Yeah, it's the blackest blackness you'll yeah, ever see. Like, absolutely. That's what real, real darkness looks like. I mean, like you, you know, I mean, you go into a closet and turn it off, you get the same idea. But it doesn't take it doesn't take too far away from a cave entrance. No, before it's that. just pitch black. And if it, you're, I mean, I don't know, you, you'd assume that you're smart enough to make it so it's a small enough cave that nobody's just going to just walk through. Well, it went back almost a mile. That's it's what not I'm saying. small, I mean, but I mean, no, I mean, a small enough entrance into the cave. Yeah, like, right, it's yeah. not going to be something that's like. Oh, I wonder what's in there. It's like a dark hole in the earth. And you're like, I ain't going in there. Yeah. And and when the search party first came across it, they did not think it was anything. Like they kind of ignored it because they figured this could not possibly be it. Right. But then some of the bloodhounds happened to go into the cave. And once they actually entered into it, they started just relentlessly barking and howling. Just at this point, it was pretty clear that something was up at this cave. So they sent a part a party of soldiers into the cave with torches because obviously it's very dark. They have to have something to light it up. Though they didn't know how many how any human could live in this place. It was so dark, as I said, it flooded. It was at high tide. It was almost uninhabitable. I mean, if you walked into it, you'd be like, nobody's going to live here, right? Well, that's kind of the way I think of most caves. Like, there's nobody going to be living in here. Well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially a flooded cave or one that floods every, twice a day, right? So um, the place was labyrinthian, really, and it was hard to kind of find where you were going. But at last, they did come to a, a place in the area in the cave where the family lived. The soldiers who went into the cave were pretty shocked by what they saw. As you can imagine, body parts were hung up all over the cave. There were thighs, arms, legs, torsos, just of all kinds of people, men and women of all ages. They were hanging, drying like jerky. There were also barrels of pickled limbs everywhere and the belongings of so many people just lay in piles all around. So you've got piles of jewelry and clothing and all kinds of stuff in addition to actual body parts and these people living in there. They, These cannibals actually did try to fight off these soldiers, but it didn't really work, of course. They were quickly overpowered. They were all taken to Edinburgh. The soldiers then took these human remains that they found and they buried them outside on the beach, just as like a sign of respect to try to give them a proper burial, what they could find anyway. And the Sani clan, I mean, what can you do with these guys? Uh, other than the two at the head of the family, none of them had known civilized life. They were I mean, they were clearly just raised very differently than society. Uh, they had grown up in this life, taught to kill, to eat, and to commit incest with their siblings. So King James I was left with this decision. And it was truly a horrifying story about people brought up to be animals. So were they really people at all? And that was his argument here. 
So is that is the story going to be so because they're animals, he just had them all butchered and put into pies or something because they're just animals? He didn't quite go that far, but yeah. King James I used this thinking as his excuse, though, for what he did. And he declared that since they did not act like people, they should not be tried like people. Nobody involved in this actually got a trial, yet they were all sentenced to be executed. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, in a way, in a way, you can't really, that that's kind of what the plea of insanity is, is yeah. not understanding that what you did was wrong. These people did not understand that what they did was wrong. No, certainly not. Not the most of them anyway. Yeah. So, but, so, I mean, like the law doesn't really, and they don't have like a plea of insanity at this time, whatever. No. Um, but like. So it, it kind of makes sense that you're just like, no, nah, we're just. There's no reason for a trial. Like, what they don't know that what they did was was wrong. They're never going to like. There's, yeah, there's no reason to like seek counsel for that. Right, but he was not that kind. He was really doing it just to get rid of them and to treat them as animals. He figured if they were going to do this, they were not human. He just wanted them to die. I'm and not he wasn't going to give that. them give them the human right of a trial. That was. His but I mean, it doesn't un, do un, any unfair, unkind. I mean, you're, are you, are they you, were, are you they turning were not your back good. on his majesty? I mean, like <laughs> the, he, I mean, what else are you going to do with these people? Like they're, they don't have like mental no. health facilities and there was stuff where they can try to, to like deprogram them. You know, it's like, no, you know, this is the same thing as if we had just found that this was a pack of wolves that were doing this. What would we do with those pack of wolves? We'd, we'd go and kill them all. Go and kill them all. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, call call me heartless, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? You, you can't make them understand that what they did was wrong. They were they were raised. I mean, I'm not saying like they don't understand English or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I mean, most they might have. They probably they did. almost certainly I'm did. Guessing they did. I mean, they, I'm sure they had. They had an to communicate, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, they're not exactly animals, but at the same time, they have never been shown society or anything like that. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I ain't going to give James that hard of a time on that. Like, even if, even if he's doing it for the wrong reasons, I don't see, based on his time frame and everything, that it would be like, I mean, you're not going to reform them. Well, yeah, that's what he said. He said, quote, it being thought needless to try creatures who were even professed enemies to mankind. So he figured if they were so animalistic, they were mankind's enemies why should we bother trying them i don't i don't disagree so they were taken to leith and executed quite gruesomely the men were castrated and their feet and hands were chopped off that see now that's probably a a bit much unnecessary (laughs) Uh, they were left to bleed to death from these wounds okay james all right dial it back my man dial it back a little bit okay see now now you're just now you're just doing it because you can and the women were forced to watch Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Again, a little, a little, uh, I mean, if we're going to take the route of trying to say like, well, they didn't understand that what they were doing was wrong, which clearly that is not James's stance on this per se, because right. then they also understand, but he's confident that they understand watching their brother husbands get murdered. Well, I'm sure that they did know, but, um, them being forced to watch, I mean, think about it. It's kind of something they saw every day. It wasn't their loved ones, but they kind of, they kind of saw people. Bleeding to yeah, death. Yeah, I guess or that's dying. also true too. They're yeah. just kind of like, 
that ain't shit. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, I mean, come on now. I mean, then why'd you cut the ankles? That takes forever to bleed out. <laughs> yeah, they were looking at it with a professional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're just like, sloppy work. Yeah. Your majesty. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the women were actually burned to death, though. But none of them regretted their actions even to the end. Nobody expressed yeah, no, any remorse. Of course they didn't. They didn't understand anything. So this story seems kind of nuts, right? Am I telling a tale or is this real? Hmm. We've got we've got some debate here, right? I'm not debating. It's real. So that I told the story. This is the story. Do you think you could breathe a little harder directly into the microphone for me to try to edit out later? So that's the story, right? Um, while there are people who believe that this is entirely fabricated, there are many people who believe that the beans actually did exist and they did these things. So we've got people on both sides of this here and some in the middle. There's evidence and arguments for both. There was a man named Sawney Bean who lived near the Galloway area, and these caves definitely exist as described. In fact, some people think that they have identified the exact cave near Ballantrae, and I'm sorry about the pronunciation if it's wrong, and many people did go missing in the area at the time. The dates for this vary, though. They don't know if the dates for that happen to line up with what they say when they say this happened. The area had a certain lawlessness at the time also. You know, they, they, there wasn't a lot of structure. King James did travel near the area where the Bean clan was, clan was supposed to have been living when he was traveling through the country. On the other hand, it seems that the first written evidence for this story actually appeared around 1700, which is a couple hundred years after the story is supposed to have taken place, which in history is usually a big, huge red flag. Some speculate that the story was completely made up after the Jacobite Rebellion, which was in the 17th and 18th century, and it was made up to make the Scots seem like savages, so they think it was early propaganda by the British. One scholar points out that the publications that the story was found in, they were not anti-Scottish, but they also had tales anti-English, so about English criminals. So he points that out. But the first verified mention of Sawney Bean was in 1701, and the Union of the Nations was in 1707. So it could have been propaganda aimed at making the Scots seem like they were just an inferior and wild people. Well, yeah, and that's, again, going back to the cannibalism episode, that is one of the things is that you always you always just say, oh, they're, they're wild cannibals, and that is like a, a benchmark of evil. When I right. say that, I do think that it was probably true. I don't think that there was a huge family of of people living in, in these caves and, and, and eating all these people. But I mean, that sounds like a pretty sweet little bandit hideout for sure. Hmm. Were they all related and stuff and eating people? I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that far, but I mean, like it definitely seems very plausible that there's a, that there were a group of highwaymen and women, I guess, that were killing a bunch of people in that area. That makes sense. Also, they, if you've eaten that many people, you probably got that curry curry, that curry curry. Oh, yeah, curry, yeah, that's yeah, true. That, 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 the brain amoebas. So the story of Sonny Bean and his cannibal family may have actually been inspired by a folktale of Christy Cleek. Christy Cleek was, was with a group of people in the midst of a famine when one of them died, and he butchered them, serving it up to the rest of his companions. They started to eat more people and ambush travelers to obtain it, and he would use a hook attached to a rod to pull victims from their horses. This fabricated tale would become a kind of bogeyman 
or boogeyman to children in Scotland to get them to behave. So, you know, if you're not good, Christy Cleek will get you type thing. Yeah, it's got to be pretty hard to fish somebody off a horse with a hook. Yeah. Maybe the source of the stories is true, but the dates were skewed in the retelling. We don't really know. Perhaps it's based on true events that were exaggerated. You know, this could have actually happened. It was just exaggerated. Yeah, that's absolutely where I'm I'm setting my flag. Yeah, that's what happens to these things. They grow over time. And with things like this, it seems like there is some grain of truth that's been embellished. I mean, we'll likely never know the whole truth of it. Stuff like this from centuries ago that get told word of mouth throughout the years, it does tend to blow up. Yeah, I mean, throughout the history of of humankind, I mean, it's just a big old game of telephone, you know. I heard this story of, I heard this story of, I heard this story from, so-and-so. But but regardless of how much is true, the story has inspired many tales. This has absolutely become part of our culture. So it ended up inspiring the tale of Sweeney Todd, the demon Uh, barber of Fleet Street. I don't believe that. That, that, I, no. Okay. There's nothing about it. It's the same. Part of Sweeney it. Todd and and Tommy Bean are are close, but like other than that, no, there's nothing about it. How are you going to say that? It's really just the cannibal thing. I mean, it's really but not even that like related. Baking people into pies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, spoiler for Sweeney Todd, but also a spoiler for Titus. I mean, come on, everyone gets baked in a pie. Also, spoiler. Sorry. Well, I mean, we don't know. And they There's didn't so even much, bake nobody. We don't know what's inspired. We just know it's kind of seems similar. So that that's I don't probably see the similarities. Nope. That's where nope. This is the moment everyone's been waiting for in this podcast. Where I'm just like, nope, your story is wrong. <laughs> You're just telling me I'm it wrong. is not. It is not. It has nothing to do with Sweeney Todd. Okay. Sweeney Todd isn't even. Well, I was he's gonna, not even Scottish. I was going to do an episode on Sweeney Todd, but Sweeney Todd is not real at all. So I really wanted to work in something Sweeney Todd. Okay. Leave it alone. Okay, so also another uh, another inspiration here was Wes Craven used it as an inspiration for The Hills Have Eyes. You've watched this one, um, Attack on Titan, which is a manga yeah. slash anime. That one, there are actually two titans in it. I haven't watched it, but this is what I read. There are two titans in it, and one of them's called Sawney and one's called Bean. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't gotten very deep into it. They they weren't named at that time, but that may that's a that's a that's a cute little thing. Yeah, it's a cute little nod. It also influenced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there um, is a movie called Sawney, Flesh of the Man that's retold in modern day. But fully true, partly true, embellished truth, or full fledged fiction, we don't really know. Sawney Bean and his cannibal family. It's certainly a story that stuck around and continues to inspire the macabre. I fall on the side of, I think there's probably some grain of truth, but we'll never know exactly. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely truth to it, but I don't think that it's it's, it's got to come from somewhere. I mean, I mean, all joking aside, like I said, like I mean, I don't think there was body parts hanging and like curing in the in the cave and stuff like that. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that was done. That's where I fall on it, anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of Macabrepedia. As always, please find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Macabrepedia, as well as... Yeah, we're also on Instagram, and that's Macabrepedia Pod. And if you have a question or if you want to reach out with a topic for an episode, you can reach us at macabrepediapod at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. Don't forget to join us next week as we add another entry into this, our Macabropedia. <laughs> <laughs>